Hey guys, uh, in today's episode, we are going to talk about Halo. Not the ring above your head, not an angel Halo. You know what I'm talking about. This is a gaming podcast. We're going to talk about fucking Halo. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about my fav- favorite game that there ever was, and that is Halo. Um, the Master Chief, um, John 117. Uh, or no, Spartan 117. I'll, I'll get crucified for that later. Um, you know, when I first got Halo, it was when uh, it was when I got my first Xbox. Uh, when I was, I believe, either 10 or 11. Um, I can't remember. It's been, it's been a long time ago uh, since I got that game. And I remember getting the Xbox and also having the Doom controller on the Xbox that was like way too heavy to, like way too big for my little hands to reach. Um, I like gave like, I like, I ended up having to strain my hand just to play it. Um, but that was, that was the first game that really did it for me guys. Like I, that one, I mean, I loved Pokemon. Like I was obsessive about Pokemon as a kid, but it just didn't, you know, it just, it, it didn't have enough. I don't know what it was. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic series and it's crazy how it's still going today. Um, but it just didn't have that long lasting, like the fire didn't burn as long, um, for that as it did with Halo. Um, I remember, uh, when I first got it and it was, it was unlike anything I had ever played before. You know, this was kind of the first, it was the first of its kind, you know, revolutionized multiplayer matchmaking it. Well, not the original Halo, but, um, it, it had such an impactful story and was just, I, I can't really like can't really tell you you know in the it was such it was just such a monumental moment in my life and that was the game that really did it for me you know um i found myself just obsessively wanting to play it you know and um i remember we would you know i was in the swim team at the time and we would actually guys this we would actually had we had our we had these old tube tvs um that weighed probably close to like 50 to 60 pounds i mean these were massive and this game had such a grasp on people that we used to take our TVs, unhook all of our Xbox networking equipment and have these like shitty little routers and bring them over to our friend's house to play, you know, either whether it was four, eight, you know, 12 or 16 player Halo matches, you know, where we were all on a, on a 30, uh, 20s between a 27 and a 32 inch tube TV with a quarter of the screen, um, yelling back and forth to people in the other room. Um, and there was just, there was just nothing that can put a price tag on that. And those were some of the most fond memories of my life. Um, because it was, it was something that was universally accepted. You know, it was like this great big thing that no one really ever talked about. Um, like at the office, like it was like something people did at home because, you know, gaming still wasn't really like gaming was still just like considered a waste of time. And it just, it wasn't really going anywhere, but it was just a, it was just a source of entertainment, uh, that people used, uh, that people used, you know, and, uh, fast forward to fast forward to Halo two. Um, you know, this was really like what, I mean, and you'd be hard pressed to find someone who disagrees. In my opinion, it's like the iPhone of multiplayer matchmaking. I mean, it was really invented with Halo two. Um, and that was my, that was my upbringing, you know, um, that was really like Halo one paved a really good path and the campaign was phenomenal. It was, it was just, it just insane. Um, and Halo two really, really, really took off because now at this time, 
you know, this is the basically the invention of Xbox Live. You know, this is where Xbox Live started was with Halo 2 multiplayer matchmaking. Um, and being able to search in lobbies and find people to play with and without having to play with someone locally was like, guys, that, that was a huge deal. You know, because up until then, we... We had Xbox Connect, which was really like a, it was, I don't know even know how it worked, but you just downloaded it on your computer, found a random server on the computer, and then joined through a, a system link or a custom game on the actual Xbox. And it was just like, it was just so backwards. And there was, it was like our own little underground uh, Xbox Live. And we still use that whenever Xbox Live went down. And it was, uh, it was just a, it was a crazy time, you know, and Halo 2, not only did it revolutionize matchmaking, but people started getting really creative. And that's when, um, that's when you know, modding really got popular, was with Halo. Um, to give you an example, you could modify the maps to fly around in tanks and have your battle rifle shoot tank bullets like a turret and never have to reload your ammo. Um, and Microsoft quickly... Um, caught on to doing that because people were actually modding, modifying their Xboxes and swapping out components in the Xbox and uploading their own software and uploading their own, or basically installing their own hardware to um, have these modified maps on. And it was like, it was like the first version of Forge. And, um, you know, it, Microsoft quickly caught on to that and started banning people when it saw that you were reading games from your hard drive. Um, Cause that was also another thing that, spawned from it was that people got crafty and figured out how to literally burn a game onto their xbox hard drive and go um and go return it you know um back in the day we used to have these things called blockbuster um and you could go literally go rent a game from blockbuster rip it to your hard drive and go return it you know so that was another byproduct of what came came with that it um it opened a lot of different doors and i'm sure microsoft has a different view on it than than the users did because we sure had a blast. Um, a lot of people had a blast doing that. For the record, I never did that to my Xbox, um, <laughs> but I had uh, I had some friends that did that, and it was uh, it was a really good time. Um, you know, it also introduced uh, new forms. Of, it, it introduced a lot of forms of cheating, but you know, and that was that was fun in of its own right. And I. You know, I've, I'm really upfront and really honest about my story. Um, before I started getting very competitive, I uh, I was a cheater. I was one of those guys. You know, I would um, I would go scout like you know uh, search all the game stops for those one month Xbox Live trials um, to give to someone who modded their Xbox um, in order to help boost my rank. You know, um, and guys, this it got to the point where Microsoft was banning people who had the game where it was being read from the hard drive. Um, but what, what people would do. And so then, then they, then you introduce soft mods where the, the, the mods actually, um, were just a, it was a, it was a piece of, it was a piece of software that you installed on your Xbox, but it only worked on new maps. And so kids would literally stick their butter knives, stick butter knives in the trays of their Xbox while Halo was running to stop the disc at the right moment and let it not load old maps. So that way you could only get the new maps. Like guys, it, it was it was it was just in, like insane the lengths that people went to, you know, to cheat the system, to hack things. Like to just it was just bananas. I wanted to tell that story because it was it's it's hysterical, um, you know. And I uh, 
I was, I was one of those, I didn't, I wasn't a butter knife kid. I just would, you know, get codes for people and, you know, hope, hopefully that they made good on it and they helped me out. Um, most of them did, some of them didn't, you know, but you just chalked it up to the game. Um, and then, uh, you know, I can go over all the types of cheating, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but long story short, um, I ended up, uh, trusting this kid with my Microsoft account and he ended up stealing my username, stealing my password, and ended up trying to spend close to what was equivalent to $5,000 worth of Microsoft points. Um, And Microsoft ended up uh, not only banning his Xbox Live Gamer Tag, but they ended up banning his his internet, Um, his ISP, his, you know, his, his, uh, wow, IP address. They IP banned him. And that was, uh, that was, that was crazy. And that was a big wake up call for me, you know, um, and the Halo scene, because like all of a sudden, like I got completely taken advantage of and realized the crowd that I was hanging out with. And I felt completely, you know, violated <laughs> to tell you the truth. Um, and I felt like an idiot for trusting someone, you know, with with account information, um, someone I, I didn't even know. And so that's really where I started getting good, you know, and that's really when I started like and the the, the motive was purely to like to like stomp on those kids you know, to like find a way to beat them, you know, to, uh, to prove something to myself, almost to like make myself feel better that I got, that I just got duped. You know what I mean? Um, uh, so my motives, my motives for getting good at the game were, um, were that, I, you know, that I, I was almost, I was embarrassed that I got taken advantage of, but I never really wanted to admit to anyone. Um, PSA y'all are the first one if you're listening to this. Um, you know, but, I started getting, you know, having a lot of fun with it. And, and all of a sudden, like it unlocked this new, this new passion that I had. And, and I, I found out as a, as a kid, I was really competitive. You know, um, we had a, we had a couple core group of guys that we would, we would all go home and play with. And, um, it was a, it was a blast, you know, um, I, I would spend hours and hours and hours on that game. Um, because mind you, I, I'm a, I'm a swimmer and, um, I spent my whole life in the pool. So any moment I wasn't in the pool and I wasn't doing homework, I didn't really have any stamina or any energy to play with, you know, to like go out and like do normal things that kids did back then. Um, I just wanted to play video games. That's all I really had energy to do. And all I really wanted to do to tell you the truth, I just wasn't happy doing anything else. Um, you know, and, uh, Halo just, it has that soft spot in my heart because, uh, because of a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, number one, it was the first multiplayer of its kind. Um, it was insanely competitive. Um, the, the, the meta of the game was just, I mean, unbelievably competitive. It's where esports, a lot of esports were born. Um, you know, and it's just, it's always been a passion of mine, you know, and there's only, there's only two other games that I play and that's Gears of War and Halo. Um, and those are the only two games that can even come remotely close to doing that. Um, we're going to fast forward a little bit through, uh, you know, a little bit through my years of playing until a couple months ago. Well, really, the past, we're going to fast forward to the past five years. Halo as a franchise was, has been pretty, uh, has been pretty dead. You know, and the community is very like community is very salty, um, and the community is very divided um, because when when Bungie left, uh, when Bungie left, you know, uh, Halo, and they went to go make Destiny, three four three Industries took over, 
And that was right when the Xbox One came out. It was the generation right after the 360. It's kind of the current, you know, it was the beginning of what we're currently in right now um, of this generation of console. And um, guys, they like all they had to do is, you know, what they did was they had the original titles that were made for Xbox and Xbox 360. And they just had to, they just had to put it, you know, make it work on Xbox One. Um, and they could not deliver. It was a shit show from the beginning. The game was actually unplayable for the uh, for the first like out honest honestly the first month. And when I mean unplayable, you could play campaign, but you could not even search matchmaking and find a game. Like it was that the servers were terrible. Um, it just it, it they they just it was a botched release and it was really bad. And then once you could find games, then you couldn't find games with your friends. You could only search solo queue. And then when you when you got the parties fixed. Um, then you had the issue of all of the ranks resetting, you know, and that was a, you know, my rank ended up getting, I think, reset four times uh, before they finally fixed it for good. And by that time, I was just I was so defeated um, because I, I had gotten close to my 50 twice um, and I was just I was so done with it. And I was like, you know, until they get their shit together, I'm not going to play. Um, and then you, you couple that with the release of Halo 5, which is a completely different play style. You know, Halos 1 through 4, yes, I'll mention 4, even though <laughs> that's all I'll say on 4. Um, the mechanics were, uh, were you know, in Reach, the mechanics are very slow. There's not, you know, Sprint wasn't really introduced until Reach, and that even then it was a very limited Sprint. But there was no Clamber, there was no Thrust, there was no... They, inter- they, they introduced a lot of new elements. And so when you combine... A bunch of different elements with, um, you know, with a really bad release of the classic that just sold millions and just is a dynasty. You combine that with a completely new play style, um, you know, and that that I mean, I love the game. Don't get me wrong, but you combine that those two at the same time, it was the perfect storm for disaster. You know, it was the perfect storm, and you know, half the community was divided and loved it. And then half the you know, the other half of the community, or I don't know what the percentage was, but you know hated it because it was it was like they tried to be Call of Duty with the with the sprinting and the sliding and the this and it's like Halo is Halo and stop trying to be COD and it just you know spiraled you know um, until now it's been I want to say it's been five years since Halo has released a title. Um, and the content just kept dwindling. Um, and don't get me wrong, guys. Halo Five had some great years in esports. I think they had the largest Halo or console prize pool in history, which was I think it was a a one point five or a two point five million dollar prize pool, which is phenomenal. Like Halo Five esports did really well for like the first two years, and then it just content just got stale. Um, content got stale. It just it was it it became less and less popular. Um, even the tournaments towards the end, very, you know, you were getting maybe 10,000 viewers, um, on Twitch and it was just a, it was a very rough spot. And this is, you know, towards the end of halo five, the halo five era is right when I got into streaming, you know, right when I got into broadcasting. And so you can buy like, it honestly kind of worked in my favor because I got to build a small audience, you know, like I got to build a more loyal audience, um, because it wasn't as hard to get discovered. Um, so it, it kind of worked out in my in my way, um, but there was only a limited amount of Halo people that viewed Halo, and there's not a there's not 
very many new people, you know, joining Twitch to watch it. Um, let's just put it like that. And so, you know, you fast forward that to last year from that time, um, they made the announcement that they were going to be remastering, um, the master chief collection on the Xbox and that they were going to listen to the community and they were going to do multiple flights. And it was like, what a cool thing, you know, like, it's like, they're listening to their community. They're, they realizing that their content's dry, you know, and this is what a lot of people want. Um, and it worked really well, you know, master chief collection all of a sudden became playable. And then they dropped the bombshell later later on that they were going to be remastering uh, all of the titles for PC. Um, you know because that the the Master Chief Collection did did good and they got some more esports tournaments out of it. They got some more. You know, it was good. Um, but once they announced it on PC, that was the big that was the big surprise. But not only that, but it was their move to announce it on Steam, and that was just like that was just fucking incredible you know because you look at you look at xbox live player base and you look at steam viewer base or uh, player base like that's you just expanded the reach to the entire world um and let me tell you nostalgia sells um there's so many people that once that announcement came out they're like man i've missed halo and i wish it was on pc but now i can play it um that's a huge deal man like it was a, it i remember getting I remember getting chills when I watched that. When I watched that at, uh, I believe it was at E three. I can't remember where the announcement was first made, um, but it was just it was phenomenal that they were going to do that. And it took a little longer to release it than uh, than a lot of people had hoped, but they did it right. And the game works. The game works really well. And the way they released it was doing Halo Reach, and um, and then they're gonna. They still haven't remastered the other ones or released the other ones just yet, but. The the main point I'm driving at here and the kind of the pinnacle of this of this story is that when Halo 5, when Halo Reach was dropped on PC, I believe a month ago, viewership went from maybe 3,000, uh, 5,000 on a good day, 10,000 on a tournament, um, on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday went to over 100,000 viewers and was actually the number one viewed game on Twitch over Fortnite. You know, and I don't think the Master it, it calculated all the, the views because it had Master Chief Collection and Halo Reach. And so I don't I don't even think they counted Halo Reach viewers, but just Master Chief Collection had over a hundred thousand viewers. Like Halo hasn't been in that kind of a spotlight in in over probably ten years, probably since Halo three in my if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest. Like um, that was the last time I remember Halo being that big. Um, and so for this game to come back, I think the game was released seven, 15 years ago when it was first announced. And now we're getting a second coming and it's toppling over the largest viewed game um, with, you know, the current, you know, with the current audience. That's fucking insane. You know, that is absolutely incredible. And all of a sudden this game is now relevant. You know, people are talking about Halo again. You know, and what a what a cool thing that Microsoft is doing right now. Three four three either had like if they didn't make this announcement, they either had the power to nail the franchise, like bury the franchise in a coffin, um, and put it to rest, or reignite the the spark, reignite the flame that was once in this game. Um, and you know they did the latter, um, which I'm happy to say because 
that and you combine that with Ninja moving over to Mixer um, earlier this year um, and Halo Infinite, the new title being set for holiday 2020. I mean, this is shaping up to be a phenomenal, phenomenal year for Halo, you know, um, or upcoming year for Halo because um, for those of you who don't know, Ninja used to like actually made his name initially as a Halo Reach Pro, you know, um, and so the the move of him going to Mixer, which is a Microsoft-owned platform, um, is going to do wonders for that. And all of a sudden, you're going to see a very big present. Halo, Halo may never topple Fortnite. Um, I secretly hope it does, but it's now relevant again. And the fact that a game that was released 15 years ago is making a comeback in this generation of video games is absolutely phenomenal. You know, and what I'm hoping is that this spark is almost like, it's almost like they reinvented the iPhone again. It's like, it's this generation's new iPhone for video games. And it, and it's a catalyst for game producers and game developers to start, following its lead, you know, and what they're doing because they used to be a pioneer and I feel like they're getting back to the, their roots and 343 has finally figured it out, you know, and hopefully this can be a, like I said, a catalyst for upcoming games because games right now are just honestly boring. You know, anything new is not that fun, you know, um, and I have not been you know, Gears Gears 5 has been really good to me lately, but there's not been a game besides that that I've just been like, man, I want to spend $60. I just, I cannot, you know, and, and where, I, where I just always, I can't stop thinking about the game. There hasn't been a game in a long time that's given me that feeling where I just have this obsessive need to play or I won't be okay. You know, so I'm hoping and praying for it. Um, you know, thank you for listening to my, Thank you for listening to my ramble and my in my Halo speech. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, though it is one of the three games I play. Um, I broadcast on on Twitch and I play Halo, Gears Five, and Call of Duty. Um, you know, Gears Five is actually I'm on a pro team right now and I'm going to be entering it in competitions uh, this year. But Halo is still Bay for me. You know, Halo Halo is still like the number one. Gears is is not that far behind, but it's, it's pretty close. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, and I'm excited for the future, man. Halo's relevant again, baby. And that just puts a smile on my face and I hope it does yours too. Have a great day. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you have, it would mean the world if you gave this podcast a subscribe or a follow. Um, also if you have any questions or if you want to have a conversation more about this, hit me up on Twitter at bonafide gaming. Also for new listeners, I am a, my main source of content is I'm a broadcaster on Twitch. I stream gears five. I'm a competitive player for a gears five pro team called quantum gaming. Um, and I broadcast live Saturday and Sunday afternoons between 1 PM and 6 PM central standard time. So if you haven't Check me out in there. I highly suggest it. I'm extremely animated. I'm going to get in your face um, and have a great time doing it. Um, I'll see you out there. Happy gaming.